0: people of the world this is marketing as a foreign language episode 243 my name happens to be kellen kassman on the show today we have a very exciting round two uh, with a soul warrior and dare i say neuroscientist dare i say neuroscientist he may not have his phd but he studies neuroscience a great deal we had an incredible conversation last time uh, where we learned about how his mom's uh, mom used her soul power, her willpower, her neuro, uh, how would you call it, mana maybe, to stay alive until her, her daughter got married, which is just incredible to me. And that is the crux of the quality of the conversation uh, that Pradeep and I had uh, last time. So he grew up in uh, British Columbia. I want to say he can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, spending many, many days and nights with friends and family in orchards. And so there's something deep and powerful about being in nature and growing up in nature. And uh, now Pradeep has dedicated much of his adult life to helping folks, to studying the minds. And we're going to dive into that um, in much more profundity today on the show, ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, the one, the only, Pradeep Sangha let's go
1: hey could always count on you
0: to have an awesome uh give an awesome intro so thank you it's you it's not me um so let's dive into your life um as it stands today because we we talked a lot about your history we'll go back to that later in the episode but what are you doing now for people and why are you doing it yeah
1: wow Uh, what am i doing now my my you can say my mission in life is really to help I I work specifically with men, but I I work with entrepreneurs, business owners and and CEOs really to help them perform better in their business, but also in their personal life, because my mission is for our family units to be stronger. So our communities are stronger and our nation is stronger. We know that when men struggle in their business, for example, they're not making enough money or they're too stressed out, they're spending way too much time in it, it impacts a relationship. it impacts their marriage and that ultimately impacts the children and so especially in the u.s for example where over 50 percent of children are being raised without full-time fathers it's, it impacts how children grow up, their self, uh, self-esteem, how they interact with other people, their sense of community. And I truly believe that if we have stronger families, that we can make this world a better place. And so that's ultimately why I do what I do. I've melded the worlds of business performance with personal performance together. Within that, we, we touch on a number of different things. I think mind, body, soul, you, know, you know, bring in spirituality, philosophy, um, real neuroscience, for example, performance psychology to get people performing right and that's ultimately it we have a, a model that we use um which is called performance achievement and fulfillment that's really what we want out of life we want to perform at our best right we have one life to live so let's live it to the fullest let's use our potential whatever that is some person it might be playing the guitar right that's what their gift is some person it might be sales some person might be an entrepreneur some people might just be a good father or mother um, but being able to perform at your best is important and then ultimately achieving whatever you want out of life. So everybody should have a goal in life. It doesn't have to be huge. It can be whatever means something to you. Um, but then ultimately also be fulfilled because I think that's one big thing that we all, uh, I'm not, I shouldn't say we all, but majority of people miss out on because they're too busy performing and achieving, but they're not never really fulfilled. And mm. the re- and the reason why I do that is because I had a, a father who was an awesome father, but also struggled with alcoholism. Mm. Um, and he taught me so many different things about life. And like if if I have m- this conversation about with my wife all the time, and she tells me herself, like my, my dad was such a dynamic man. And if he was not the person that he was, both good and not so good, I wouldn't be where I am today. But I saw his life in terms of how he lived it performed, achieved, but he was never really fulfilled. You could tell that something was missing in, out of his life. And, and his goal, as milestone was to hit 65 years old, right? He came to this country with $11 in his pocket and he built a successful business. Eventually, you know, he didn't have to struggle. He had no struggles with money. He traveled, he raised a, a happy, successful family, two, young, two sons who have their own families and are successful. And he was going to take the foot off the gas and finally pat himself on the back and say he did it and we were gonna go on family vacations every year my brother's family my parents my family and we were actually planning on doing it at the end of the year in november but my dad actually ended up passing away from a sudden heart attack in 2008 Mm -hmm. and and so that was just a catalyst for me to continue to do the work that i do because i see people going through the motions of life
0: but never really enjoying it yeah i mean i tell you what i uh My kids are my best friends. Like we are chilling. I love my kids so much. And it is weird to me when people have relationships with their kids that are like tolerance vibes, you know, where they're like, ah, like they don't really want to be around their kids too much. And it's uh, it is just and don't get me wrong. I have my moments with my kids where I go, you know, I could use a break. (laughs) It happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that just have, you know, really, uh, difficult relationships. now, mind you, my kids are six and seven, come back to me when they're 13. So I understand <laughs> that there's a vibe there, you know, based on kind of how old they are, but yeah, they are my best friends. And uh, I was having lunch with someone, I won't mention his name, but, um, he got divorced and he moved halfway across the country. And to this day, he tears up. He's like, worst decision I ever made. And I just cannot imagine I cannot be I cannot imagine a world where I where I am that physically distant from my kids. There's just no way. Um, And your argument about the family unit being um, vitally important is a good one. And it's an age old one. Um, I think in the modern family, there is such a thing as a amicable separation, but. That is the, not the norm, <laughs> right? Mm. Um, I know folks in my, um, in my world now who are fighting for custody where child protective services is coming in a day early to find the mom completely passed out, like totally high off her mind. And the kids are sitting in the other room and, and it's custody fights. And like, th- these things are happening um, as we speak. And so how do you solve these problems? I mean, that's kind of what you're after, but don't they need money to hire you to, to start the process of even helping them?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I would say that the people that I work with, and here's my take at it, right, is to work with men uh, who are entrepreneurs, because again, it's it's bringing it together. Rarely do guys come to me and say, hey, look, Pradeep, I, I want to be more fulfilled in life. That rarely happens. That right. has happened with some of my clients who are already extremely successful. They have all the money in the world, but they can't find fulfillment. But the majority of men will look for something to build upon. So AKA, most likely their business and say, "Pretty, I want to grow my business, expand. I want to buy a new venture whatever that looks like. Need your help. Need your firm's help to do this. And Mm -hmm. that's when we really get into it, right? That's the inroads to what is going to help this gentleman be more successful in his business and life. And that opens up the doors to have conversations about everything else that is happening. And here's how I take a look at it. When I help these gentlemen, See, a guy who is struggling with money or struggling with himself, a lot of the times they are, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm generalizing, not as open to giving back to the community, right? Mm. Because they're feeling less confident. They, they If they're not making as much money as they want in their business, they're not going to contribute. They're not going to give huge monies to charity, for example. Or they won't have the time to to actually go out and volunteer and do those things because they're stuck in that certain aspect so if i can help these people these gentlemen that are doing let's just say well but they want to do better to be able to open up a little bit more well they have a they have a, a bigger influence as well so now they can help more people they're more giving they're giving more to charities that has a bigger ripple effect and so that's my mission that's where i've decided to target in terms of helping people because if i help another man who can help a series of people then that's that's basically a ripple effect a butterfly effect that will hopefully have a bigger impact
0: was there someone in your life who did this for you and that's why you're trying to pay it forward oh absolutely i've had
1: awesome mentors my entire life i've I, you know thank god if i had did not have the mentors i had in my life there were times when i didn't believe myself and people believed in me Uh, and I have to give them credit. My grandfather was a huge mentor. He taught me about spirituality. He taught me about war because he was in the army for three plus decades. So it was a interesting dynamic and his, his, uh, father was a, a a spiritual teacher in India for fifty years. So my mm-hmm. great grandfather. So I he was a mentor to me. He taught me all these different things. My father was a mentor to me in different ways. Um, I had friends along the way. Like these, we're not talking about huge you know, influencers or extremely wealthy people. We're talking about everyday normal people that just had wisdom, mm-hmm. and and that for me is worth its weight in gold. And so to answer your question, long story short, yes, absolutely. I've been blessed to have good people in my life. And I, I believe that that is my way of completing my life here is to give back.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, I often think about what I could be doing differently. Um, I'm on the board of the United Way of Southern Nevada Marketing Committee. Right, That's one of the things that I do. I have desperately wanted to interview the folks that are struggling in the worst way mm-hmm. um, because I find myself on this show interviewing people who are successful and it's all very, this is good and this is how you should be. And they are role models and, or at least they're pretending to be mm-hmm. um, it. That's the general vibe. And I was on the board the other day and I keep pitching for them to let me do this. Um, Cause I want to, I want to interview the person who can't make rent this month. You know i want to interview the person who is like yeah i've been eating canned food for about two weeks you know or i bought that 30 pound bag of rice and you know we're still chucking on that one and and a section eight housing and drug addiction all that stuff like i really want to go down that road um maybe i'll just do it myself and not do it through the the united way and just you know just kind of start that that might be something to consider um but do you ever find that in your life you you just get into these bubbles Right. You might find yourself and you work for it to get into an affluent bubble. Um, And then you find yourself surrounded by successful people and out of touch from those that are impoverished and suffering in that way.
1: Yeah, I would say the people that I hang out with are not those type of people. Um, and I very purposely have done that when I work with certain individuals and I find that I don't, in all honesty, I don't work with those individuals anymore. I used Mm. to, when I, when I first started and I needed the money, but now I have a choice. If I have, if I get an arrogant feeling from someone, I just, I just stay away from that person. It's not worth it to me. I've had client, I've actually said no to clients because I just don't want to have that energy. Mm. And and that's not the energy I want to be around. So everybody, like all my best friends, all my, the people I spend the most time with are real down to earth people that came from nothing, right? All, all my best friends worked their butts off like I did. We were physically doing work um, on orchards and doing stuff like that. Not fancy stuff. I um, mean, you know, our parents came from nothing. So yeah. those are th- that's who I kind of relate myself with. I don't put down, and nor do I think we should as a society take a look, uh, put down affluent people because they've worked their butts off. Right. And and there is a there is a stereotype out there as well that a lot of affluent people aren't down to earth. Um, but uh, you know I tend to stay away from those people who who just have an arrogant. I I have no need to f- f- for that. I I, I believe that. You know, the people that we, this is one of my core philosophies, the people that we spend our time with either give us energy or they take energy away from us. That's ultimately it. And I will spend time with people that give me energy. And typically that's not money. Money doesn't give me energy. That doesn't, you know, you're not going to pump me up with money. Um, And so, but if we have conversations about how we can help people, if we have conversations about being a father or a wife or relationships or helping animals or certain things like that. I, you know, I'm that, that's what gets me pumped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I understand that. I, uh, I recently have gone from a social circle that was like NASA engineer, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, award-winning, uh, professor, multimillionaire VP. Like these are the people I'm hanging out with, you know? Um, to like mcdonald's employee in one of the roughest parts of town um and when i drive over there i'm going to see homeless people like i already know it because it's a street in vegas where there are always homeless people and so i bring waters because i know they're going to be there right so i bring waters for the homeless and i drive by i give them water um i was driving the other day and there was a woman that was parked over it's 108 degrees in vegas right now like good luck surviving i mean it's just so brutal there's this woman on this mattress and uh, I pulled over and kind of did the hand the water out the window thing. And she's like, I can't. And I was like, okay, so like, whatever, you know, put on the emergency lights, get out of the car, hand it to her, go back in the car. And my passenger was like, she doesn't have legs. I was like, I didn't even notice. Right. She was just on this mattress, no legs. Um, so because of what's going on in my personal life, I'm being exposed to more and more situations that I simply would not have been in previously. And I'm talking to people I would not have spoken to in, in that other world that I would know life I was living. And so the universe, God, higher power, whatever my personal experience is um, vastly different. And I'm being shown these things um, at this point in my life, who knows why. Um, but it's definitely a different picture that's being painted in front of my eyes. And, um, And part of that motivates me to do what I talked about earlier, which is to do like an interview series with, with folks that are going through this stuff. I don't know. I'm just drawn to that for whatever reason.
1: Well, I think there's a point in time and I, and I see this quite a bit as well, that even with um, you know, we're talking about the the extremely wealthy people is that, you know, they've got all the money in the world. They've done, they've, you know, they've built masses uh, of enterprises. Uh, They're, you know, the richest families on the block, people look up to them, they have huge influence, but then they see like, what's the real purpose in life, Mm -hmm. right? Like what is the real meaning? And they can't drive, they, regardless of what they do or how much money they spend, they can't get enough satisfaction. And that's when they realize that there's more to life, right? And it really comes down to giving a simple thing, like saying, hello, this is something that changed my life forever. Actually, there's two, there's two instances. One was in 2008 or six when I went to India Um, First time as a grown man, you can say. And I was walking down the street and I looked over because something caught my eye. It's like a shadow. I looked down and there was this child, probably Mm -hmm. nine years old, uh, crawling on the ground. And it's dirt, gravel, like filthy. And I was just like, okay, what's happening here? It took me a while to comprehend. But this child had no arms and legs.
0: Literally. Wow.
1: Crawling on, I don't even know if it was a boy or girl, his or her torso. I can tell you that moment changed my life forever. Mm. Because I said to myself, I will not complain about what I have or don't have in life. Because look at this. Here's a child, right? Uh, This child, uh, I don't know if the child had parents or not. But I I was just so um, hit by that, that I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh my God. My brother was with me on the trip. And I remember him saying like, he, he literally felt traumatized coming out of that because, uh, from a a foreign Western world going to that and seeing poverty at that level, it's, it's an eye opener. So that was one thing. Um, and the other, the other thing is this gentleman that is extremely successful now, um, and we were having a conversation where at some, one point of the time as an early adult, he was homeless Mm -hmm. and he said that the biggest thing for him that really just shook him at the core of his soul wasn't the fact that he had no food or money or was it sleeping on the streets he 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 said it was basically the fact that people walk, walk by him and not acknowledge him and he felt invisible like he didn't exist and when i when i really took that in i was just like wow like i would go and give people money on the streets and do stuff like that but just the acknowledgement that they exist just the acknowledgement that you know they're human being that you can have a conversation with them um that to me was just so powerful because i'm like wow how many people are living like that mm. and to feel like you don't exist he said oh, yeah. that is the worst feeling ever because you are extremely you're powerless right you're you you do not exist there's nothing you can do um and so that was that was a big eye-opener so i think uh, I think we take a, a lot of things for granted, but these are the moments, like you said. Why does it happen? I think there's there's a reason for everything that happens, um, and maybe it's to have a conversation like this. So listeners, when they when they listen to this, that they're impacted in some way, and it becomes a ripple effect.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you know, I find myself frustrated with with the universe at times just going like, this is permitted, this is okay, this is allowed within the matrix, the code allows for this, the code allows for this kid to have no arms and legs to be crawling on filthy ground, it, like, like that's taught. That's okay, you know, to the designer of, of this particular hologram we find ourselves in, like that's permitted. That's frustrating at times. And the only thing that makes any sense to me at the end of the day is that we can't be these bodies right? And these bodies are just vessels of uh, learning, right? This is the the incarnation you take to be able to take the test. Because if the soul is eternal, then how do you change an internal thing? Well, you have to you have to subject it to the craziest things ever. I mean, like to to, to really fundamentally change a soul, an experience like being a human on earth is going to do that. It'll it'll change the soul itself. I mean, it is such a powerful, powerful, powerful experience. I mean, the love I have for my kids, I just, I just, it's transcendent. I I just cannot explain my my dad who died when I was two. I see my dad and my son, my mom who died when I was 26, I see my mom and my daughter. I, you know, just it's it's so unfathomably beautiful because of how horrifying it is. Um, just to, for people to get up and move through cancer and move through heart attacks and move through um, economic you know pandemics and everything that we do as people. Um, even if you're the wealthy guy, um, I think I told you this last time I, uh, I I met someone who was working for one of the wealthiest men in Nigeria. And she asked him like, outside of your, your gates are, starving children and you, you have seven Bentleys, you know, like, why don't you go feed them? And he said, I would rather oil and salt up all my money in cash and eat it, than give it to those people. So that's where he's at. Um, for, for, uh, for us to live in that world, you can be that guy, but it's a diamond in a dumpster. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So even if you're a billionaire, even your bill and Melinda Gates, even if you're whomever, um, Bezos, uh, dude, you're still mortal. It's still going to break down. It's, you know, the body's going to have its way. There's still cancer. There's still all this stuff, you know? So I don't like being in the mindset that this life is tremendously difficult um, because there are moments when it's not. But I think it, it is this way by design and that it, it, this is one of the only ways, if not the only way to have a permanent impact on a soul level.
1: Yeah, there's, you know, I don't even know how to respond to that because this, you know, this has been one of the the eternal questions that we've had as people. You know, what is consciousness? Um, that and what you know, how does the brain work? And what is consciousness? And what is the universe? Those are the three ultimate questions that people have never really been able to put an answer to. And the soul is a big part of that because it connects everything. And so, I you know, I don't know how to answer. I've I've spent countless sleepless nights. Thinking about this at an early age when my grandfather would talk to me about spirituality, about the world, about life, about universe, about karma, nirvana, all these kinds of things. Um, And I never came to an answer and I don't think I ever will. And I think that's the one thing that uh, I I talk to people about because I get this question a lot. What is the meaning of life? I I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do know one thing is that we're here to live it to the fullest. Right. We're given this opportunity. You might as well make the most out of it. The second is, you know what, you as an individual may have a meaning that is completely different from mine. So my meaning is not going to mean anything to your meaning and vice versa. So we all have to uh, find our own path. But I don't think we'll ever, and this is my my thought, we'll ever understand the soul fully or the, or the universe or consciousness. <clears throat> excuse me. Because it's, I don't think it's ever it was ever meant to be. Right. And I think and here's the one thing, here's something that I, I, I learned before um, as part of my studies. I spent a lot of time at Disney um, at their institute studying how Disney operates, how they function as a business unit, how they create the experience that they create for their their guests or the customers, you can say. Um, and one of the things that I realized that when you come out of there and you understand exactly how Disney operates, right? it takes away the magic of things, Mm. right? It takes away the magic. So now when I go to a theme park, right, it's different because I know exactly what's happening behind the scenes in terms of how things are working, what they're doing, right? Their policies, their procedures, all these kinds of things. And it's taken away the magic. And I think that is ultimately relatable to life. These questions and about our soul and stuff, I don't think we're meant to find an answer because it may just take the magic away from it. Right. There's a thing and this. Again, this goes to the core concept of, of Buddhism is curiosity is beautiful. And that's the thing with your children and my children. One of the things that makes a child a child and so beautiful and innocent and naive is that they have that curiosity. They don't know everything. They're, right. They're trying to understand things. Um, and when you give them the answers, that's when they lose their curiosity. That's when they lose their, you can say, innocence. So having that curiosity is important. Um, and now I know we're talking about the philosophical things, but I think I think the curiosity and not having all the answers is beautiful in life. I think it just makes it that much more colorful.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I often make the analogy that you just that we're Mario, right? And we identify with Mario and Mario the plumber in the video game. And when Mario gets hit and he gets small, we go, ah, we get all frustrated. And when he gets a power up, we're like, yay. And when he gets a coin, we're like, yay, look how many coins I have. And look how quickly I can beat the level. But there is no perfect way of playing Mario. Mm. You could say that the perfect way is to run as quickly as humanly possible. You look at speedrunners who run the game, and um, there's something called tool assisted speedrun, where literally a computer will play a game and it'll do it optimally. Like this is the fastest you can complete this level. These are the most points you can get for this level. And you can literally watch it played perfectly in quotes, mm-hmm. but that's not the perfect way to play. But the perfect way to play is to like be five years old and jump in the pit and go, Oh, I died. Ah! And Then <laughs> yeah. you start over again. And you're like, Oh, when you touch that guy, you get small. Oh, okay. It's the learning. It's like, you know, so to, to look at just that kind of crude example, um, illustrates a number of things number one you are not mario right you are the person playing mario even though you identify with mario right so that's how i would say the soul operates it's extra dimensional it's outside of the matrix um so even if you're really concerned when mario dies you're not actually dying right like it's the it's the pixels on the screen that die eventually um so that's number one number two is getting all the coins is fine if that's what you want to do go get all the coins but there's a lot of people who like run through the game. They're like not as worried about the coins. They're like, I'm just going to get to the end of the level. They're more concerned with speed or more concerned with whatever. Um, and so there's a lot of different ways that you can go about it. And the third point is that there are a lot of Marios um a lot of people playing mario thinking they're mario right mm. um i think i'm kellen like i'm the only one right like as if there aren't possibly other dimensions where there's other people playing the game of kellen as well like it's definitely me and no one else could possibly be it's like yeah dude there's billions of people who played mario billions of people <laughs> who played link you know in the legend of zelda and all that stuff um so i'm not even convinced that what i consider to be me is me um And I'll I'll make one final point here, uh, which is in case anyone's wondering why we're talking about this and not marketing, um, this to me is 2021 best practices in marketing, which is the people that want to work with you when they actually get to know you as an individual are going to be more inclined to look at what you're selling. It's not a sales pitch. It's actual human conversations about the the fundamental truths of the universe sometimes and sometimes about, you know, like the score of the football game, but it's about authenticity and getting to know somebody. Um, so anyway, we've got about three minutes left Pradeep, deep. I want to give you a chance to um, talk a little bit about your service. You've done that already, but I'm going to give you one more shot to tell us a little bit more about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we basically have a full service advisory firm. So we work with uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, um, family enterprises to grow their business. B, if they want to buy a business, see if they want to sell a business and D, if they want to start a business. So we are literally your long-term strategic advisors that help you in all those areas from marketing to sales, to operations, to the financial aspect. We brought it all together because we, we, We find that most businesses are kind of disjointed. And so that's basically what we offer. And I work specifically with men because I bring in the performance side. We bring in the neuroscience to get people to be able to think better. So make better decisions, be more creative, have better relationships, have stronger impact on their staff and on our family members, um, their wives, for example. And actually, um, it's really cool. uh, Long story short, if I was to bring it together, if you can increase your performance in all levels, by double let's just say and what would that do for your life ultimately but at the end of the day here's what we offer is a way for you to actually have the life that you want and that means being fulfilled because yeah if, if you don't if you go through all of that and you're not happy if you don't have the emotional states that you want well our job isn't complete so yeah, that's what's, ultimately what's the
0: point i want to get to a, a question we got in chat um do you also help with technology for businesses asks Lumjacker. So we advise on technology, we don't necessarily consult.
1: And let me take that approach is we will tell you how that could inc- incorporate and be, um, you can say collaborated into the rest of your business, but we don't actually advise in specifics of technology. So long story short, no, but we do have partners that do that.
0: Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, marketing as a foreign language, every single 1030 AM, Monday through Friday, streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash send it rising. Why send it rising? Because I happen to own send it rising internet marketing, a uh, marketing agency, WordPress websites, SEO, blogging, LinkedIn ads, Facebook ads, all that sort of stuff. If you know anyone, uh, any entrepreneurs or business owners uh, looking for any of those sorts of things, hit us up info at senditrising.com or give us a ring 702-263-0141. Um, our guest on the show today, always a pleasure. When I saw your uh, your bio um, on my calendar today, I, I said, yeah, let's go. Pradeep's back. Let's do this. Um, very exciting stuff. So um, final word from Pradeep. Well, final
1: word, uh, I would just say go enjoy life. I think that's ultimately what it's about. And find good people, like you said, Kellen. Find good people that have um, give you a good feeling and you feel good being around. Because I, I think in COVID, this is the one thing that we learn more than anything. It's about the people in your life. Yes, sir.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.